GothicMedia.com presents Consumption with hosts P.G. Holyfield, Chooch, Viv, and Christiana Ellis. Well, hey everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of SpecFicMedia.com's Consumption podcast, YouTube show, Hangout, etc. Uh, I am joined, it is actually November 14th. 2013 uh we 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 had a guest tonight but uh he had a he had a deadline that that uh unlike unlike me when it comes to deadlines he's actually going to try to meet his (laughs) mr t morris and uh we'll we'll have him on again uh, on at some point in the future whenever he can uh, make it but uh it's one of the problems of having creators on the show is that they're busy creating too. Yes, uh, but I, I do have my wonderful crew here this evening. Miss Viv, since you've already spoken, how are you this evening? Surviving the day surprisingly well. How are you? I'm good. Cool. It's it's the day the night before Christmas for Christiane and I. <laughs> wow. It's a birthday eve in our house, so I guess it's kind of the same thing. As we are getting our PS4s tomorrow. Although, you know what I ended up doing um, without quite realizing it in advance? Did you order two and you have an extra you're trying to unload? (gasps) No. Um, Did you love uh, us more than eBay? It's worth a try. I know. I had to try. Um, But what what I did actually do is I was talking with Paul Herring, and he was trying to persuade me to play Eve Online. And so I arranged a time to play some Eve online with him and then realized only belatedly, wait, wasn't there something else I was doing the evening of the 15th? What was Uh, it? Yeah. So I don't regret it. I'm not canceling that or anything. But at the same time, it is just like, oh, right. Well, I did have plans, sort of. But now I have additional plans. You have people (laughs) plans and playtime plans, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons we love you is because you don't cancel out just because something like that. <laughs> you know, you're good people. For those of so. you that are joining us for the first time, this month, you are listening to the voice and seeing Miss Christiana, Christiana Ellis. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Awesome. Playing, I think some, I F- playing some FTL. That's right. That's what I was playing, although I, uh, I was blown up by an... Uh, Unexpectedly highly armed uh, drone fighter. It really just kicked my butt. <laughs> when that happens. But that's what happens in that game, though. I mean, that's the just the nature of that game is it. Uh, uh, you are going to lose. That's just kind of you're going to lose, and then you're going to have to start all over. But the journey, and in this case, this journey ended with fiery death. <laughs> Damn. And last but never least is Mr. Cheech Schubert. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty much awesome. just got home from work, threw some nutrients in my food hole, and there you go. <laughs> Build up your pie hole, and now it's time to talk. He's full of balls right now. Okay. Meaty, meaty balls. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Salty balls. Nice little salt going on. Yeah, there's some salt there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, this evening, uh, well, we're going to talk to 
to T about some of what he's been working on, but uh, main topic will be Thor 2, which everybody saw but me. We will have a spoiler section after if you guys want to talk. I mean, it's a Marvel movie, so spoilers, you know. They're everywhere. It's not, yeah. On the one hand, it's a Marvel movie, so you know what's going to happen before it's done, but, you know, there's obviously things that that would be considered spoilers, I'm sure. Uh, It took me by surprise, yeah. You may want to check out for that part. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna see it at the theater. If I, I only saw Thor for the first time about a month ago. So you kind of uh, suck, Holyfield, because I watched Thor that day. Like when we went and saw it in the theater, I watched Thor, so I would have it all fresh in my mind because we know my memory. Watched that, got totally sick by all the special effects on our small TV. It wasn't like it was <laughs> our big old 65 inch like we used to have. And then I recovered enough to be able to go and see Thor 2 because I thought you were going to give a shit if we didn't see it this weekend. So (laughs) (laughs) it was good, though. You should really see it in theater. I mean, I had to miss like half of the special effects, but you love it. I'm sure. I will try. I'll go. uh, If I can, I will. I know you you will. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Well, we already have our first question in the Q&A, and I will... uh, I will, I will jump over to that since this is something that came out uh, this morning, or at least I saw it this morning. Um, so did anybody watch the BBC's latest, The Night of the Doctor, uh, prequel to The Day of the Doctor, broadcasting soon? And if so, what do you think? How do you think it might affect the numbering of the Doctor regenerations? Oh. And for those that <laughs> have not have not seen um, the BBC um, dot com. I don't know what the would just look up BBC TV. I'm not sure what the, it was on YouTube. Actually, uh, look up night of the just, doctor. Go. Just yeah. Google night of the doctor. It'll come right up. Yes. Uh, it's a six minutes. Um, as I said, mini episode prequel to uh, the, the, the big show coming up. Uh, what was that date of that? The 22nd. Said it. <laughs> Um, so, it's launching uh, on um, a Saturday night, and they're doing the big 3D event on the Monday night, November 25th, in yeah, theaters. So the 23rd is the is the BBC the BBC whatever the showing. So, um, but everybody here saw it. Yeah. What yeah. did you think, Miss Christiana? What did you think? Of it? Well, so I really liked it, but um, I I started my Doctor Who fandom with the Eccleston series. So although I am certainly aware that there was lots of the show before that, I really have seen very little of it before that. Um, And so I don't have the same nostalgia factor with the idea of what was happening before that. That said, um, I've had the sense from people who know more about all of that stuff than I do that there was... um, so I'm I'm a little confused, I guess. It seems like some people are talking as though we knew there had to be a generation in between the Paul McGann and the Eccleston. But then other people are saying, like, this means there's an extra one that we didn't know, and that means 9, 10, and 11 are actually 10, 11, 10, 12. 11, 12. Yeah, I'm confused, it. too. 
Well, if I'm like you, I started with Eccleston, Christian, and I didn't understand. I don't know how anybody could have known because Eccleston comes in and, you know, the mid uh, middle of the first season or maybe the first few episodes of his first season, you know, he, he mentions there was a time war and it was horrible and he's very jaded and all that. So I don't know that they ever implied that that it was a different regeneration. Yeah, see, I, you know, I don't know. I and, guess that's true. In the last episode of the current season, um, John Hurt's the last thing you see at the end of that mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. And and the doctor basically says he doesn't count or not him. I, I don't remember the, the phrasing, but like not him or I don't know. He's not supposed to be here or something like right. something along those lines. That, yeah, yeah. Because they were basically, they were like, at this, uh, I don't, it was it was a weird episode, but so they're like in this place that is him and all of his incarnations oh, well, were kind of there. I saw the finale, and of he kind of said like, yeah, and he kind of said like he's not supposed to be here, or no, no, not him. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly yeah. something he's frightened of. And this little vignette, I mean, yeah, it's it's he's barren for war. It's looks, yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> warrior doctor my, my favorite line of course was when he was about to drink the potion or whatever and he says will it hurt get it hurt it's <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will but, good. Um, good good Boy, yeah, the pun I, is strong with this one I was looking forward to uh, having tea on since he has mentioned many times that yeah. Paul McGann is his favorite Doctor, even though he was only in a TV movie, uh, that his his one shot. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I liked I liked him in this. And, yeah, yeah, I like too. him. I, I, he was he was a he's a character in uh, Luther, uh, and oh. um, a recurring character, and uh, that's really the only time the only thing I've seen him consistently. You know, I'm, he's been acting for however long he's been acting, for, but. 20, 20 some years, but um, yeah, the idea that um, or just seeing him do the doctor, I just thought it was it was cool and definitely could could have seen him doing that for a long time, just in that you know little five minute thing of, of yeah. how he how his character was you know different from other characters. I really liked the the bit where. Um... She says, you have four minutes. And he goes, four minutes? Why? That's ages. What if I get yes. bored? If yeah. you bring me a television, For television. bring me some knitting. <laughs> Anybody want to play chess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought Paul McGann was a great doctor. It was it was a horrible, horrible story. And it was, it was largely stupid. But he was wonderful. I would have really loved to see more of him. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it had its points as far as you know, stressing things that you've seen in the past, but sort of need a reminder sort of going into the season that the, the time war was, you know, catastrophic that you had yeah. Alex and the time Lords and that, that, uh, you know, everybody else was affected very negatively by this mm-hmm. almost destroyed the universe, that sort of thing. Um, and the idea that, um, you know, when, when you saw John hurt at the end of the, of last season and the idea that, uh, you know, he's the dark doctor or, you know, just some, the some war other, doctor, the I war guess doctor. He, that's how he was credited at the end of this one. Yeah. Yeah. War. And war the doctor. idea that, uh, 
you, know, you got the uh, you, from Christopher Eccleston's doctor that you know the war changed him, you know, and now this sort of sh- implicating that uh, he or that the you know her character was you know instrumental in the war uh, in some way is is uh, you know I'm sure will be explained in great detail this season. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, when it first started, I thought that female character was. Jenna Louise Coleman, you know, just for a split, split second, but, you know, the, the current companion, and then, uh, you know, once I saw it was a different person, I, I thought that as far as that actress and the way she reacted, you don't usually get a straight-up negative, you're a Time Lord, you're evil type, mm-hmm. you know, reaction from a character, so from that perspective, I, I like well, Especially that. since she seemed so, like, so game for Doctor stuff, um, up to that point, you know what I mean? Like she was not that freaked by his sudden appearance on her tiny ship and, uh, she was following him and engaging in conversation. And so I think he was just recognizing that it had gotten to the point where even people who would normally be exactly who he's looking for would rather die than be saved by him just because he's a time Lord. I did like sort of pretty damn powerful you know, sort of playing against the, against type or just the story beat of you see the doctor and meeting a woman. And then, you know, a minute into it, you're like, Oh, is this like developing a companion relationship with this woman? And then all of a sudden it just turns, you know, and she starts yelling at him or refusing to even, you know, make a, uh, mm-hmm. or to be saved even. So, mm-hmm. but, Anything else about that? Well, we've got Paulette in, in Q&A saying, I have a whole long-winded explanation as to why the doctors were numbered incorrectly, but I think the John Hurt will now become known simply as the war doctor and not get counted. Right. It's possible. Paulette would know. She knows all the <laughs> Yeah. And this, you know, and the whole idea of, you know, Oh, this the next one will have to be the last doctor we've talked about before. You know, that's just. Well, know, I also read just prevent. They presented that as a, you know, as an idea. That I heard someone theorize though that um, the way they brought him back to life was going to reset the count somehow. Although that's Ooh. pretty, it's it's pretty hand wavy, and if, I mean, of course, like. Like they're gonna figure out. Yeah. Like they're they're not gonna say, "Oh, oh well, it was his last regeneration. Right. I guess the show's over now." You know, they'll no, figure absolutely. something out. They're also not supposed to be able to travel between parallel universes, but Rose is over there, and he was able to. Not supposed to overlap power. their own timeline, except all the doctors yeah. are gonna meet up here. That's they always. Find <laughs> yeah, but I would I would actually kind of be disappointed if they had it like reset, and he's back at his first. Well, first especially third, third just doctor. go easily with no price to pay for it yeah. really yeah agreed or they yes. may just never address it <laughs> yeah, which is Jen. fine and we have a, a viewer that was asking uh what is this about anyway and uh i think paulette answered the question but just if you are watching and didn't catch uh talking about there's a youtube video do a search on night of the doctor and it's a little six minute Doctor Who mini episode that uh, adds a little more information to what happened at the end of last season in preparation for the premiere uh, next weekend. 
Although it may be a larger question about what we're doing here. This is the consumption podcast where we talk about TV and movies and games, Ah. video games, board games. Anything we're consuming. All the things we're consuming. So we'll talk about what we consumed this week. As we do every week. Awesome. And get all nitpicky and give our opinions. (laughs) Yeah, see what we can complain about. Um, So moving on from that... And any and if you are joining us for the first time, uh, we do like audience participation. We have our Q and A uh, app on the Google side. You can make comments that are if you're watching on YouTube, and if you uh, want to email us after the fact, it's at uh, consumption at specficmedia.com, and we can uh, bring up any email questions, comments in our next episode. Uh, we also have a call-in line at 704-981-1SFM. That's 1736. And please give us a call. I would even say give us a drunk dial. <laughs> <laughs> Always yes. welcome. If you have just been now and an ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Viv promises to answer if you're going to drunk dial and answer sure. your question personally. As long as PG sends it along and I don't have to check the voicemail line, sure, I'll answer it <laughs> in some form. <laughs> it wasn't you, it's her. Well, if somebody just finishes mainlining BSG at 3 in the morning and they've had a couple cocktails, we want their opinion, don't we? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Thor 2, Dark World. Mm-hmm. You guys saw it. Jump Street. Did not. What do you think of it, Chooch? Well, so I said uh, possibly on the last episode that from the trailers I wasn't that interested. It blew me away. It absolutely uh-huh. blew me away. I really, really liked it. <laughs> he was blown away. Yeah. yeah, it was great. <laughs> I think it was better That's than the girl. first one. <laughs> Uh, clearly the first one sets up all kinds of stuff. So, you know, I don't know that it, it would be as good or, you know, could exist as well without having the first one, but right. I thought it was great. Very cool. Well, and there was, there was lots of Idris Elba, which I mm. guess that's why I'm surprised that PG hasn't seen it yet. Because one of the comments <laughs> that I have is that um, you can tell that his star has, has risen in the sky because he's got a lot more camera time this mm-hmm. time. More of his face is visible in the mm-hmm. helm. The helm is actually different from the one because I had just seen Thor and most of his face is covered. Thor 2, you see most of his face. And and maybe you might even see him without the helm on. Maybe. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll go see it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that would get you. No, he's, and he's he really takes the helmet off and he's like, hey, string your bell. Well, <laughs> one goes without saying that he really <laughs> delivers a great performance. Mm-hmm. But for the, the man crushes out stacker there. Pentecost. Huh? Stacker Pentecost. That was Pacific Rim character name. Oh, I still uh, haven't seen it. His name when, when Pacific Rim was Stacker Pentecost? His last name was Pentecost. I can't I think it was something. I think it was Stacker. I can't remember what it, I mean, it was. It was one of the, <laughs> the stupidest action <laughs> hero names ever. Wow, that's True, I totally missed it, although certainly I have no idea what it was instead, so I'll just take your word for it. I've decided it's fact now, Stacker Pentecost. <laughs> yep, Stacker Pentecost. Somebody, there we go. Nice. Confirmed. 
Confirmed. Nice. Um, so I, I really liked it too. Um, I, I went in with kind of middling expe- expectations. Um, you know, I liked the first movie well enough, but certainly I think like, like I, it feels weird to say this, like I'm going to hurt his feelings, but Thor is not my favorite of the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly I really had kind of very little interest in him as in, as in terms of comics before kind of this new Marvel cinematic universe started happening. Um, and I don't know, maybe part of that's just because uh, again, with comics, it seems weird to say this, but he's it's a little too weird. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this whole thing of like, well, is he God? Well, no, actually he, it's really just more like an alien from another dimension, except that he also lived for thousands of years and he actually is the Thor from human mythology, except that, well, how long has that been for him? And so if he's really thousands of years old, why is he still so immature? Um, you know, though all that sort of stuff just kind of never clicked with me. And so it's part of what stopped me from really Thor. Um, but uh, at the same time, I had lots of fun in this movie. Um, there's lots of good humor. There's um, exciting action. It's well-paced. It had some things that I saw coming and some that I didn't. And and it's good stuff. Very good. Um, one thing, though, that, uh, you know, when, when Chooch said he thinks it's better than the first one, I mean, I agree that I liked it more, but what's starting to happen with all of these Marvel movies, and this is certainly not a problem for those of us who see them all, but they're increasingly not good as standalone movies mm-hmm. because they're so dependent on knowing all of the other movies and what happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like, this movie does not explain at all what Loki did to get himself put yeah. in in prison. Yeah. We have to just know that. Now, we do know that because we saw The Avengers but the movie wouldn't tell us that if we didn't know it already. Yeah. I think it, I mean, it, they mentioned, do you trust me? You know, you know, there were all these trust. It's clear he did something bad and like he wanted, well, I guess that he, there is the in exchange where he kind of says he was going to rule over the humans or whatever, but it, it really, it was kind of a throwaway. It, it treats it as though we have seen the Avengers. It does not make allowances for people who maybe didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And some of his interactions with um, with Odin, you know, mm-hmm. he mentions you're not my father, and that's something that we know and nobody else would have known. And like, no, what do you mean? that's well, not true. Who is that's he? Why impossible. is he there? Why do they keep calling him brother? And you know, yeah, yeah there's lots of mm-hmm. things like that. I like your Luke Skywalker. From the Tashi Station, you get some American murders. <laughs> I used to bullseye bullseye womp rats back home, and they're not much bigger than two meters. <laughs> anyway, that's Star Wars, um, not Thor. Let's but oddly the, enough, but, there's well, okay, I, I don't want to spoil, but there's there's more space stuff than you'd think. Yeah. yeah. One uh, non-spoilery, I noticed there's a cast change. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor has his his buddies, his warriors at arm, and there's one guy whose name. Uh, what was his name? Fandril. He's a kind of Errol Flynn swashbuckler type. Yeah, yeah. And um, they changed him to Zachary Levi, and I I could tell as I was watching the movie that the actor had changed, 
But it wasn't until I looked it up after the fact that it was Zachary Levi. I had no clue that was him. He looked so different. Yeah. I even after you, I didn't pick it up in the movie. I just assumed it was the same dude because mm-hmm. they bleached his hair blonde. And Zachary Levi as a blonde is completely unrecognizable as the actor that I know him as from Chuck and stuff. I mean, he looks totally different. And so good on you for catching it because I totally missed it. And and if you if you get a chance, Google it and, and see if everybody else has the same trouble I did in spotting <laughs> it. That's who he was because I just even after knowing it was him, I couldn't see it, couldn't see him. In yeah, there. I had seen that his name was on the cast list, but I didn't make the connection with the that character. And so now I definitely want to see what he looks like. Uh, it was directed by Alan Taylor, who's directed three or four episodes of. Uh, of Game of Thrones, heard an inter- interview uh, with him and the guy that sort of runs the whole Marvel universe in the movie, the Marvel movie universe. Forget Not what Kevin his name Feige. is. Yes, uh, and uh, they were talking about you know uh, some of the just the type of things that he brought to the to the table and. He definitely wants to uh, continue directing in the Marvel Universe, and from what it sounds like, is at least from a directorial, uh, the, that work was was very good. And, um, also, I thought I'd thing. start pulling in uh, stats. So, opening weekend, it made eighty five point seven million dollars. Current worldwide, three hundred and forty five million. <laughs> wow! Crazy. I got a 65% at Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. See, I think part of that may just be because they're getting increasingly inside baseball. So you're either yeah. into it or you're not. And if you're not, it's going to be even less your thing right. as things progress. Right. Well, um, so Paulette asks, um, blah, 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 blah. Eh, I don't think this is a spoiler. Anybody? No, I, I, I agree. Long, a spoiler. How long? Um, did anybody else get a distinct Doctor Who vibe in the dark elf battle sequences? Mm-hmm. I did, and I didn't even realize at the time it was Christopher Eccleston playing. Said <laughs> oh, dark, yeah. Said I, I totally agree. Again, without spoiling it in terms of what was happening, there was a point um, in the climactic battles that I declared to myself that it was bananas. <laughs> <laughs> I probably was had my eyes closed at that point, but Chooch took great <laughs> pleasure in not telling me that Christopher Eccleston was in this. You guys know I don't like to spoil myself on stuff. <laughs> and so I didn't even know it. And so at one point I lean over like, he, how, he'd been on screen for what, five minutes, mm-hmm. ten minutes? And I lean over and I was go. Is that Christopher Eccleston? He goes, Yeah, I didn't want to surprise ruin the surprise for you. I was like, Dude, I, I liked him in it. I mean, I thought he did a good job, but I mean, the character's not actually in the movie that much. Yeah. Really. No, it was, yeah, I just, I, that was one of the things I was going to ask was that, you know, one of the negative criticisms is that sort of the bad guy isn't really present. You know, Christopher, I, I don't know. I haven't even seen what he looks like very much, but just all the prosthetics or makeup, you can't really get a good feeling of, of, mm-hmm. you know, who he is. And, and well, sort of I, I, I had some other levels that I would, so like, I feel like that's not what I would complain about. Um, I had some other nitpicks, but the, we, they get into spoiler territory, so I'll save them for later. Yeah. There's one big giant plot hole that I'll save. 
Look at all I know is Kat Dennings was in it again. She was she played Darcy again. I have a huge crush on her since Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. And <laughs> no, she no. was even, I know. I mean, I think I almost stood up and cheered when she said Mew Mew because that's her name from Mjolnir, the the hammer that Thor carries. But she calls it Mew Mew, and it was just like yes. Yeah, she definitely got a lot more screen time and an intern. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. Yeah. <laughs> the intern has an intern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, God, I love her. Tippy Scott asks, does anyone think Loki is getting to be more popular than Thor these days yes, because I can't of wait. the movie? There's got to be that, a prequel or a sequel. Or that there may be a Loki movie in the future. Um, uh, could for, be. Yeah, for um, me. I kn- not, having, <laughs> not having seen this, but I, I think I, I said in an earlier uh episode that um I actually I didn't see Thor until after the Avengers. Mm. And when I watched the Avengers the first time, you know, you don't at first I was like, uh, you know, not that was what I thought was a little bit weak in, in the Avengers not having seen Thor mm-hmm. was that you know Loki didn't come across because again you had a movie before that where he was introduced and, and that sort of thing. So while I, you know, liked a lot of the interaction, I, I didn't get a, the feeling of okay, Loki, you know, as who is this guy? Why did he want what he wants? Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, just didn't come across. But then I watched Thor, and I was just like, man, I wish I had seen, you know, seen them in order. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, he he seems to be. Well, one of the things I I read an article about this movie and um, one of the things that apparently they do in all these Marvel movies, which I think is kind of a cool idea is they always plan into their production. The idea that they will do all of the principal photography and then have a break for a while where they do a lot of the post-production and then they'll bring everybody back for tweaks, you know? And I mean, it's one thing to say that, you know, a lot of movies will occasionally call people back in for reshoots, but this time it's almost more proactive. Like they actually plan for that in advance. Um, And what that also does is it allows them to occasionally um, throw extra little things in there um, so they won't get spoiled. Like for example, the shawarma scene um, in, at the end of Avengers Mm -hmm. was actually filmed like right at the very last minute. It was filmed. (laughs) So like, it was like two weeks before the premiere or something like that. Um, And so, um, but uh, apparently a lot of what they did in um, tweaking Thor Dark World was they kind of located it up. They they added more stuff with him and uh, gave him some improved lines and stuff. There was um, one interaction that I that well actually there were two interactions in the movie that I thought totally a prequel or a sequel. But I mean, you know, I really saw it more as a prequel. Um, uh, the character that the actor uh, Benicio del Toro played. Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. I mean. Yeah. I think I, I mean to say well, more I about that gets that into he's sp- in the movie. That's not a spoiler. All well, that's that no. Me. I agree. I agree <laughs> that that the that actor plays the character in the movie is not a spoiler. To be sure, yeah. but um, yeah. I think though there are things that I know that would be spoilery that kind of go on to your your point there. So, so I think yeah. we'll talk more about that will, later. What he'll we'll, be in next? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's save that for for after the. 
after our break when we get into more spoilery stuff. Mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, another thing, though, before you move on to something else, though, is just yeah. we just finished doing our uh, four seasons of IT Crowd <laughs> rewatch, and Chris O'Dowd is in this. And I just, I mean, it was another thing where I almost left out of my mm -hmm. seat. I was like, it's Chris O'Dowd. And he was so yeah. adorable in that role. Yeah, well, especially because, um, you know, the lazy thing um, is to make that character in any movie be awful in some way. Like, yeah. they ramp up how um, she's on this awkward date because she's dating guys who are not Thor. You know what I mean? Like, but uh, instead, what they did is they made him an actually sweet, really nice, normal mm -hmm. guy. And it's really it's the, it's awkward because she's kind of screwed up, not because there's anything wrong with him at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 And having him come back into it at, later, which I, you know, not to say how, but the first scene with him <laughs> is not the only one. Yeah. It's cool. If you're an IT crowd fan, him <laughs> in there for sure. Well, he was good in Bridesmaids too. Yeah, he really yeah. was. He was downright sexy in Bridesmaids. Yeah. Yeah. Have anybody watched the HBO show that he's? That he's Not, in? Uh, Which one so. is that? I don't remember. I can't remember. It's something about Family Tree. Oh right, yeah. I, I watched like two of the episodes, and yeah, I, I felt like I thought it was okay, but I I didn't somehow I I like forgot to watch any more of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same here. Did we, was, we watched at least, we a, just did, watched one or two episodes. Yeah. yeah. And then, I think everybody, because that was the same that. thing. Well, it's those, the, those Christopher guest movies are really hit and miss and they seem to be mm -hmm. more miss as time goes on to me, at least. Great. Let's jump from here. We'll come back to Thor after the break when we get into our spoiler chat. But um, I guess a good segue is to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, this episode annoyed the crap out of me. <laughs> I am really getting, I'm, I'm debating whether or not I want to watch it anymore because I mean, I'm the last. I'm continue to watch it, but, you know, some of the humor stuff just really isn't it just feels forced yes mm -hmm. um you know the callback uh, you know i understand uh, the callback to the the, the TED being a magical place at least this time he actually caught it you know as he's saying why do i keep saying that and sort of makes you feel like he's been prompted that's why he's doing more searching about why you know what's mm -hmm. wrong what's wrong with me but even uh uh what's her name sky uh mm -hmm. Her character saying, you know, he's acting like a robot. You know, I'm just like, come on. Okay, enough of this. <laughs> but, yeah, um, yeah. I, mean, I, I did, I, you know, I liked the main story as far as the, you know, uh, Fitz and Ward being in the, you know, um, mm. in the country, in the, wherever they are, I can't remember where, um, you know, on their mission and, and the whole idea of him, of Fitz. You know, showing his his worth and 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 proving to himself and to Ward that yeah. he belongs and that sort of thing. But uh, I like seeing both Fitz and Simmons both get a chance to do stuff separately. Mm -hmm. Yes, because yeah. um, I love their shtick together, but it's also nice to have them be able yeah. to work separately as well. Um, I honestly like 
like those two are 85% of my enjoyment of the show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Same here. Um, totally. I, I like the show. I'm going to continue to watch it, but it has, I, the, the TV shows I watch tend to be um, three tiered. Basically there's first tier is I will usually watch it live and I don't, nothing else is going on. I am only watching the show. Sometimes I'll even turn the lights off, but you know, computer is off. Any cooking I need to do is done. Yeah. I'm just watching the show. That's tier one. Tier two is, you know, I'll, I'll have it on and I'm watching, but I might occasionally check my email or, you know, if I need to, you know, get up and do something, I'll, you know, I'll spend a minute hearing it from the other room or something, but then I'll come back in. And then tier three is, is where like, I'll put it on, but I'm only kind of half paying attention and I'm like playing a video game or something in the meantime. It is definitely no longer tier one and it's kind of riding the border between tier two and three <laughs> for me right now, which now, yeah. you know, it would have to drop considerably lower for me to actually stop recording it. But mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not holding my full attention right now. It's interesting because, because I have felt that it's been consistently not going downhill, but you know, it's, it hasn't stood up to the pilot. Mm -hmm. And, um, so Last I think it, I thought was really good. Yeah. That that it's kind of gone down and kind of plateaued, but I'm seeing comments from the internet all over the place. Everybody else in the world seems to think the pilot was horrible and it's just been getting better and better and better. Oh, yikes. I, well, I see, don't I, that. I think that there is no real internet consensus. And I, cause <laughs> the thing is I, I've seen like several different places will say kind of exactly what you just said of like, well, I think it's like this, but the internet seems to think it's like this. But then I hear like four different places all assess the internet's consensus completely differently. Mm. And I think what it is, is really not the internet thinks this, but more like this one blog I read or a circle of friends that are sharing yeah. the same thought. Mm -hmm. I don't. I, I. I'm. I'm with Christiana on the tiers. I think I have a similar kind of watching, tearing kind of thing going on. And I think the first two episodes of Shield, I was at the fully engaged in watching it. And ever since then, mm -hmm. I've been pissing Chooch off because I'm like, wait, what'd they say? Can you back that up? And he's like, God damn it. Pay attention. And I'm doing, you know, internet. <laughs> so or I get to watch whatever. it four times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but she loves me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm still watching it. And I still hold out hope that it's sort of going through the Buffy season one type of thing. Yeah. Where yeah. I see characters I really like. I like it when yeah. they talk to each other. I like the stories, the plots somewhat, but the whole, it's just not really in sync. It's not, you know, hitting on all cylinders. So mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that it's something that will continue or that will improve mm -hmm. and, and get better as far as. You know, Honestly, I would like less overarching mythology right Thank now. You. I kind of feel like I would, I would rather they spend a little bit more time just doing superhero or villain of the yeah. week, you know, um, uh, which is not to say I don't want any of that stuff, but I feel like they're starting to hit some of those things so hard that it's getting old before they're ready to actually mm -hmm. give right. us any answers on them. Totally yeah. agree. Right. Yeah. I'm only... tired of... go Sorry, go ahead. 
Well, my only thing about this episode, I, I really did like it overall. I, I kind of wish that it was a biological threat and that it was Simmons that had gone in. But mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, it was good. Well, for me, there's there was two things about this episode. Only one I can really remember right now. But um, oh, I'm I'm getting pretty annoyed with the way that they handle things like, uh, is it Fitz that's the girl, right? Simmons is the girl. the girl. So Simmons shoot is this? Well, she does something. No, just um, a TV show. Either you watch it or not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they she would, shoots yeah. another another agent trying to get some information. Agent and well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it well, just, it is their night night gun. It's not like a regular. Well, yeah, but shooting a fellow agent, even if it's a night night gun, in the middle of a hallway where we're pretending like there's not a thousand cameras and audio yeah. equipment, you know, it just was like it's. It seems like where they're being realistic is not where I want them to be realistic and where they're throwing things to the side. I'm just rolling my eyes going, fuck, really? Really? It's all okay? Nothing? Yeah, that that was pretty much the worst section of the show for me as well. And, you know, that whole idea of, okay, two episodes after she, you know, was almost thrown off the plane for for lying and and doing this stuff, she does it again and, and... it goes against Coulson's direct orders, you know, several yeah. times in the episode. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. and my and biggest problem with it was trust the system, trust the system, trust the system, but we should have access, but we should know it's not this way on the plane. They just yeah. hammered that hammered that hammered that over the first 20 minutes. I almost turned it right. off. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it got to te- that part got tedious. But the other thing that I, I, I kind of drew a, um, a similarity, the episode of Firefly, where Wash goes with Mal mm-hmm. and then they get caught Worst. by Mishka. Mishka. And so it's Wash who's usually sitting back on Firefly on Serenity, you know, and this time he's in there with Mal getting all the usual frontline excitement. And it, it kind of gave me, I mean, I enjoyed that aspect of it. It was a callback for mm-hmm. me to Firefly, but a, the way they handle a lot of the government big brother stuff irritates the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, again, just just the it just doesn't make sense why she would have no punishment for what she did, even if well, even if they knew that something like that would happen. See, that's the other thing that, like, you know, again, this this really spoils the episode. But the idea that somehow it was really their plan all along that Coulson would go yeah. against orders and rescue his team himself. Like, I just don't buy that. No, like, I thought she like, was just covering her ass at the last minute. Well, and that's well like, because even if that was the plan, it's like, why wouldn't she just have said, Coulson, here's the deal. Your guys are going to go in. And then the extraction Thank plan you. is that you guys go in and rescue Thank him. You. But thank he you, needed to have that change of heart him, right? that he was having information held from him. So that gives him the change of heart for Sky. Right. Well, I've got a little bit more of the more of the idea of if he is not fully Coulson for whatever reason, that it might have been some sort of test to see mm. what he would do. Mm. Does so, he will God, he I act like right. like Coulson? Well, Colson, she 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 didn't know, but that she would expect him to be a certain act a certain way. Would would this Colson 
do the same thing if that's what's going on. So, I don't know. Um, but um, Paulette says, do you think they're hitting the Colson arc so hard because they're worried they might not get a second season? I think that this is one of the first shows that I can never really think of where this is the case, but I don't think they're even really worried about ratings yeah. for this. Because yeah. Marvel and Disney have got so much money invested in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah that I feel like they're going to pay to keep the show on the air, even if it wasn't doing very well. It's yeah. a commercial it's that they get to charge. The Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And so, and, and I don't even, I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, no. I, I think it means that I think the show is going to, I think it's going to last yeah. because there are, there are big forces beyond the idea of just the people working on the show that are invested in keeping this thing going. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, this next episode supposedly is going to have a tie into the Thor Dark World movie. Hmm. Right. Uh, so let's, let's move away from. Well, that was in the preview. Oh, I know, honey. I want to jump to other TV news since we're, yeah, now, the, so... since we're now the Marvel cast. I had a bit yeah. of news. Go ahead. Uh, Marvel is working on four more live action Ooh. television oh, series. Yeah. Uh, but this time with Netflix. Mm hmm. So they're going to do a pretty, pretty ambitious, they're going to do four individual 13-episode series mm-hmm. that will launch in 2015, and they will culminate into a mini-series programming event. Um, so it all <laughs> centers around Hell's Kitchen, New York, and the the characters will be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, and Luke Cage. I think and- that's, it's it's really an interesting idea. Because, like, especially because three of those four are most known in the comic book universe as working together. Mm-hmm. So the idea that you would have three different shows, one for each, like Daredevil is his own thing. He often he he'll team up a lot, but he also does a lot of his own thing. But like Luke Cage and Hero uh, and uh, Iron Fist are like they're heroes oh. for hire. Like they're yeah. a, they're a team. And uh, been... Jessica Jones and Luke Cage are married. Right. So, I mean, I bet they won't be married so, yeah, in the show yeah, yet. But, like, but in and out of the young Avengers Jessica Jones's character is, like, one of, like, the things she's most known for is her relationship with Luke Cage. So it's weird to think that they're going to be in two separate shows. So apparently in the comics, wonder- they team up as the Defenders. That will be the miniseries event as the mm-hmm. Defenders come together. Yeah, I, I love the idea. I'm just surprised mm-hmm. by the choice of characters. I kind of wonder, you know, how that's all going to work. Yeah, and I don't know. I haven't read other than seeing the names. I know that um, uh, one of the, the – what was her name? Jessica Jones? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that she, like – she was a superhero for a while and then sort of wasn't successful. So like she had a long series of, of being like a private investigator. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if that might be sort of, a, you know, having that show sort of being different as it's, mm-hmm. you know, she's sort of brought in by superheroes to solve crimes or try to figure out what's happened and different things. So, um, Thought that might be an interesting to have one, you know, one of the shows be something different. Uh, yeah. Well, and and I I really hope that they have like some some plan like where the these shows are are going to complement each other. You know, they're not mm-hmm. going each one's going to kind of do its own thing, but it's setting up its own sort of 
mini sub ecosystem of the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is a cool idea. And and I have to just say, as someone who regularly reads comic books now, I am just pleased as punch that they are continuing to become more and more mainstream as far as you know mm-hmm. entertainment. I mean, because you know, DC has been looking looked at the Avengers profits and started saying, well. How do how how do we do that? You're right. <laughs> and so of course, we're there's all these rumors now, like that. Okay, so they've already announced that the Man of Steel sequel is going to be Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. but now we're starting to hear all these rumors that um, uh, oh maybe Wonder Woman's going to be in it, um, and then we're hearing oh maybe Nightwing's going to be on Arrow, and maybe eventually they'll pull the trigger and decide that Arrow is actually in the same universe as Man of Steel, but yeah. they I don't think they've committed to that yet, but. DC's problem is they haven't been able to line it up and do the deep planning. Marvel is so mm-hmm. good at this this really long roadmap. And yeah. with DC, when they kept talking about they were going to do the uh, Justice League movie, but none of the actors were going to be anybody who's previously played any of the characters. They're, everything's in a bubble. Yeah. And that's where Marvel is, Is I think, you know, where they're really good is they're getting the, the, the continuity. Mm-hmm. And, well, Netflix... Well, you know, so Marvel has that amazing planning. So I think this will come off well because of how they set the roots and how they do the long roadmaps. Mm-hmm. Netflix is really known for giving money and stepping away. Mm-hmm. All of their series have been that way. They just give a pile of cash and say, we hired you because you're awesome. Make us something. Mm-hmm. And they step back. Yeah. yeah I don't so- know the, the- you know, they're trying to sort of play catch up and that's why they're doing the Superman and Batman movies. So that mm-hmm. they can well, and I, you know, I hope that stuff and... turns out well too. You know, I'm, I do read both Marvel and DC comics, you know, there's no <laughs> need to say, Oh, well, I hope one, if one succeeds, then the other has to suck. Right. But, um, yeah. we're not I will say Xboxes though that like, PS4s. No. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, and- I didn't like Man of Steel very much. I think I like it less too as time goes on, just as the more I think back on it. It does a lot of good stuff that I do like, but I just feel like their interpretation of Superman is just not mine. And, you know, I think the character is big enough that there can be multiple interpretations, but it also just means that they've chosen one that is not one I want to watch as much. Yeah. And because I I feel like you know, it seems superficial, but just the dark colors of his his costume I think speaks volumes to me because it's one thing to say Batman's all in black cuz he hides in the shadows and all that stuff and his whole cool badass thing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's obvious that's inherent to the character, at least as he is portrayed now, I mean, in various times in Batman's history, he's not always been like that. But um, but Superman is in the bright colors because part of what he's all about is he wants people to see him. He's a beacon of hope. He is right. out there. He is doing the right thing. He is the Boy Scout. You know, he's the, uh, the big blue Boy Scout. I mean, that's one of the, the you know, nicknames for him. You know, like mm-hmm. he is... The guy who is out there and does the right thing, even if it's cheesy. Yeah. And so I feel like what I would have wanted them to do is have him in the bright colors, but then make 
make that cool as opposed to just saying, oh, well, the bright colors would be too cheesy. So let's make him cool by making it dark colors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that makes him just like Batman who can fly. Yeah. I I don't get the sense that they'll change the costume, but I think yeah. his characterization in the next movie will change. And that this one was, you know, the formative years, the yeah. angry young man kind of mm-hmm. thing. And because of what he had to do at the end. Mm-hmm. sets the stage for the man he becomes. I hope so. I hope that's the direction they, they take it. Um, and, and I, I'm, I'm optimistic, but, and, and again, it's like, I, the characters are, you know, the superheroes are our modern equivalent of the Greek myths. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, there are lots of different Superman stories and Superman is not, even all that consistent between them in his 75 year history. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time that, you know, everyone has kind of their preferences. And so the ones they've chosen are not really well. And, and the other thing is just like Zack Snyder is not my favorite director either. So. Mm. Well, that's okay, I guess. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't want it to be bad. I'm still going to go see it. You know, I, know. I, I hope I hope that they uh, su- they surprise me. I'm just less enthusiastic about those than I am about the Marvel ones because I feel like the Marvel ones have already proven to me that they know how to press my buttons as opposed to they're doing their own thing, which I can kind of appreciate, but it doesn't grab me in the same way. Well, you want your buttons pushed. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> And on that That's note, um, yeah, <laughs> because of Jared and Christiana and then the Telltale game, I've fallen down the Fables hole. And I've been oh, yeah? <laughs> reading. Yeah, I've been reading, getting that on Comixology. And, uh, Comixology is uh, great, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, very, just very, a brief note on that. I, I bought the iPad Air. Ooh. Um, I not much on it. Um, I like it a lot. Um, I mean, I had the iPad too, so that means that um, in addition to you know just being lighter like the Air is, but it also has the same screen upgrade that when they went from the iPad 2 to the iPad 3, the screen got better. And so me going from the 2 to the Air means it's also it's lighter and it has the better screen. And the better screen definitely makes a difference on Comicsology for digital comics. It's you know, it, it's it's a great way to read comics. I you know I feel like I would never go back to print at this point if I can avoid it. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've anyway, fables. Fables. yeah. No, I was just I was just giving an update since I sort of mentioned this last week because I've, mm-hmm. I've definitely fallen down that hole and uh, I've been enjoying it very much and uh, it makes me look forward even more to the next installment of the. Yeah. And again, uh, without among us, so. without spoiling anything, the fact that you've read some of those n- though now, and you know that the game is a prequel, right. it makes the very end of that episode one even yes. more of a what the fuck. Yes. You know, I just means like, wait, what? <laughs> Won't say what it is, but it, something happens that, especially if you know it's a prequel and you have read some of the other things, you're you're kind of saying. What? <laughs> exactly. But we'll see. I'm. Sh- I mean, I'm sure they have a plan. It's not like accidental. I don't think. Yes, uh, Bill Willingham has come out and said, you know, that it's canon. So the mm-hmm. idea that the the author would come out and say that, and everybody's like, you know, 
you know, how can this be? Mm-hmm. Um, they, I'm sure they will explain it all someday. So, um, any other TV talk? Sleepy Hollow was awesome again. I'm yeah. just enjoying that. I, I did enjoy this episode more than I've enjoyed the last few. I, mm-hmm. I, I like where they're going with it now. Yeah, part one of two. Uh, really good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I probably the weakest part of the show for me was the, that last sequence of um, pulling uh, the horsemen down into the mm. sewers or whatever and running around. That was sort of cheesy, but uh, yeah. mm. but uh, the whole I idea. wonder what happened because we don't want to spoil. <laughs> but um, yeah, I know. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was tricking just, him uh, with science again. Uh. Character characterization, really love the characters. Um, you know, explain a little more of the uh, Orlando <laughs> Jones character. Uh, yeah, you know, like that progression. I keep wondering and, when uh, they're gonna have the gap episode when they get just get tired of his stank <laughs> and make him go change his clothes. <laughs> Banana yeah. Republic, the Gap, something like that. <laughs> I know we talk about it every episode. Are they washing those same dirty old clothes, clothes, or are they day? just? I mean, is he stinking more every week? Introducing the Axe body spray. Or... I know it's just like Albert Einstein, where he just bought a whole bunch of copies of the same outfit, and he just so he was wouldn't have to choose what he wears every day. Yep. But he, he doesn't have a suitcase from being in the ground for. <laughs> it just I don't know, but um. um he, and I have like the John Cho character coming back, and you know I've liked how they played that. As far as you know, he comes back, keeps he keeps saying, you know, he's there to protect uh, Abby. Um, and well, he's, the world's still going to end, but yeah, he's there but to protect I just, her. I just like the you know, it's not you know, <laughs> he's like I think I don't think it's some sort of you know con. I think it is he he is tied to the horseman and or to the demon and can't, you know, go against that, but he still is, you know, cares about this hey. woman. And that's a, you know, both things at the same time. So I just realized that we haven't had a Clancy Brown sighting in a while. And, and since they did a flashback of him in a later episode, I was hoping we'd get more of him, but I guess maybe we'll get him once in a while rather than on any regular basis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, hope, I, I definitely hope so, you know, we get more of him, but, uh, I still haven't watched any of that show. I mean, I hear so many people talk about how much fun it is, though. So maybe that'll be one to, um, it's to pretty uh, binge fun. once the season's over. Or something. It's pretty fun. It's like a darker um, national treasure. Yeah. There's a lot of history mm-hmm. stuff going on this week. It's not a spoiler because they talk about it in the commercials. Um, there's uh, there is um, description of Paul Revere's famous ride. And That's they, a part been, of the story. I, you can you can walk the Freedom Trail here in Boston and see nice. where the old North Church was for. Oh, cool! And they do a lot of you know. I'm from the past. I'm a caveman. I don't understand, but he yeah, yeah. pulls it off. He does. I, I thought I would get sick of it, but it's charming. It's brilliant! This week's was brilliant. It's my favorite yet. The water thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. always something that he doesn't understand, and so bottled, and so bottled water. Bottled you water. pay for it's water to be life. an inalienable right. <laughs> exactly, it should be an inalienable right to drink water. What about the lakes? And she's like, uh, poisoning. Yeah, if you, you want know, your you arsenic, the tap. It's got chemicals, and you don't really, really don't want the stuff from the lake. And so there's a couple of times where he goes, "How much did you did you pay for that water? It's not 
right, I must talk to someone. It's water, you know. <laughs> he just is clueless as to how the how the earth could be so polluted that you can't even drink the water. See, that just makes me think of uh, one of the one of my favorite bits from IT Crowd, though, where it's, mm -hmm. it's Crypto Dad's character, you know, talking to someone doing customer service over the phone, and he's just he's suggesting a number of things, and then he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, are you from the past?" <laughs> 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 we watched so, so they've mentioned you know we, we finished watching oh, yeah. what's available mm -hmm. um we don't know if they're going to make more hopefully they will bbc's God. weird like that um oh. but then we watched the american pilot oh jesus that was painful and it was it was scene for scene word for hmm. word the well, original pilot but it was so spooky seeing it was these precisely. other actors yeah. Well, you know, the the first episode of The American in the Office was the same way. It was exactly. and the British one. Exactly. And we were huge fans of the BBC Office, and we went into the American Office very critical, and we went into coupling when they converted, or when they, uh, they you know, brought coupling over from BBC to U.S., and, um, and you know, that was terrible. Yeah. But um, The Office was a great success because then they pulled back. They immediately but, diverged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there were some elements there that were a little different from the BBC one, but the, this was just, it had It wasn't Joel bad. McHale. It was just spooky. Well, it was, yeah, it was disconcerting because the, the British version is so good and to see Joel McHale playing Chris O'Dowd's role and then mm. the, I'm sorry, what's the actor's name that plays Moss? I forgot again. Do you remember? Oh, um, it's on the tip of my tongue because we were talking about it. But anyway, so it's the yeah. same. It, Moss plays the American version of Moss, who also has a British accent. So not mm. only is it the same exact episode as episode one, down to the timing, he lo Moss looks exactly the same. He still has a British accent. So there's not even a variation in the performance for him that I can detect. And it just made me really sad for him. Because I think he's actually a pretty skilled actor. If you pay attention to some of the stuff he does on IT Crowd, he pulls it off brilliantly. And it was just like, that sucks that all he gets to do is repeat that role. You know, it, mm -hmm. I think hopefully he'll he's get He's doing something. good. I mean, he was he did really great in The Watch. That's true. That was a fun role. So he's getting out there. Not as much as Chris O'Dowd, but he's getting oh, out yeah. there. Well, let's get back. Uh, one other thing is, yeah, you were talking about the history stuff and, the, and especially the oh, couple, last couple episodes, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow, where they pulled in the Masons. And um, ah. there was this book, and I think may I might have mentioned that there's a book by Catherine Kurtz that I read years ago, whenever it came out, and uh, it was called Two Crowns for America. Mm -hmm. um, and it's uh, I recommend it. It's uh, but it's about I mean, it's pretty much this where it was an idea of, uh, of the Masons, you know, magic is real and the Mason, you know, George Washington being the Mason and uh, just sort of this, this, there's a second war going on uh, that, uh, you know, that this, these groups are trying to decide what, what's going to happen in America, you know, not demonic forces, but just uh, different things going on, but uh, has a lot of similarities with what they're doing in Sleepy Hollow. So that's just the, the, the Mason aspect of the episodes has brought that out even more. Mm -hmm. But uh, so any other TV shows I may want to talk about? You guys were talking about uh, South Park. Uh, yeah. The South Park episode this week was pretty good. Um, it was excellent. This it week. seemed like it would be a two parter. It, it stopped. I think it, I think it probably will be a two parter. I think we'll, it we'll is finish a, next oh, week. I've read that. Yeah. There was there just 
so just go ahead describe it somebody so well funny. so basically what we we have a lot of game of thrones parody where for example the night watch is the mall cops <laughs> who are preparing to deal with black friday shoppers um and winter uh winter is coming yes exactly <laughs> and um and especially because uh, what you know so apparently the mall has decided um the first 30 people in the door on black friday get 80 percent off anything they want and so cartman has this idea that that's the way to get these next gen video game systems that none of the kids can afford otherwise but they're in the, in the planning stages of having this massive assault of, of kids that are going to basically fight their way to the front of the line. But then they discover midway through that they're not all agreed on which console they want. Right. Xbox One or the PlayStation 4. And then they're saying, you know, and, and it starts being this thing is like, whoever wins will, will set the standard because, you know, if... If if most people get the Xbox One, then the people who have the PlayStation Four won't be able to play with them, and so essentially, like they lose. It's like beta um, and, and so, is the yeah. Well, there was a, there was a great yeah. gag actually with that because uh, with the goth kids, you know, uh-huh. yeah. Or Stan has got the goth, the goth kids, and um, and and so he says like whichever one um loses, it'll be like beta to VHS, and one of the goth kids says, "What's beta?" and he goes. <laughs> Uh, never mind. And then one of the other goth kids says, "What's VHS?" <laughs> <laughs> but the, re- the their reason for going with the console that they wanted was, well, the PS4. Obviously, it's darker. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just because it's black. <laughs> yeah. It's, which, which is funny, actually, because both of the consoles are actually black. Yeah. Oh. But uh, <laughs> there will be no Xbox in my home. I didn't even bother to see what it's going to look like. My man will not allow it. He yeah. rules with an iron fist on Though, consoles. Microsoft did a promo video showing the integration of the camera and the voice control, and it's yes. fucking slick, man. It, yeah, it works as cool. advertised. You know, it it's although I mean the big the big thing is a busy living room with multiple people. You know, this is one person speaking at a time. Boom. It picked up, it swapped between apps and all that. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that'll translate to a busy living room filled with kids, but it was really nice. It was really seamless. But see, this is just like the Marvel versus DC thing. Like no one wins by either one of them sucking. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There's so many people that have this tendency exactly as parodied in this episode that like if I'm getting the PS4, that means I have to say that the Xbox One Xbox no. One sucks. Yeah. Which is really dumb because I think if both of them are good, everybody wins. Exactly. I've got yeah, long time it. philosophical grudges against Microsoft and well, um, that's just fine, you know. their launch of how they were gonna lock down the games. You weren't gonna be able to buy used games. They did all of these things because technologically they could mm-hmm. and it was gonna fuck the customer and it was gonna extract more money. Well, it's certainly fine to have and a it preference. Backfired, <laughs> you know. It backfired. They have to had to roll back, but just the fact that they even did it just pisses mm. me off. Just yeah. you know that they, uh, just how 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 badly they abused their monopoly, and that is their whole game. And other companies don't play that hardball as 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 hard. Especially when there is a standard defect. Everybody knows about the Red Ring of Doom, death, whatever your group of friends calls it. But, I mean, that's like you knew it was coming and people were buying it anyways. 
and people were having to, you know, really put their foot down and bitch and complain to get them replaced initially, weren't they? Wasn't it before it was really hard to get them replaced? To this and then day, later on? like 50% of them have to get returned because they still overheat. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing that was job number one in this redesign yeah, is to make sure it had one. good cooling. But You have one job. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of fans in both of these uh, yeah. consoles. Yeah, it is Christmas Eve for Christiana and I since the... Our PlayStation 4s mm-hmm. will be arriving tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will uh, give updates uh, next week. and uh, uh, I'm going to try to figure yeah, out will, um, uh, the, the streaming, the game streaming things. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, I think uh, both you and I are going to uh, hopefully do some uh, some game streaming, some Twitch stuff in our future, I'm hoping. So, You're going to uh, be twitching for us? We're going to be, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what that would be. Uh, a little bit Christiana's more about, is honest. about gaming. Uh, I played a little uh, uh, GTA Online with Patrick, a former guest, Patrick McLean. I just had to share this story because I knew that Viv would, would think this is funny. Is that, you got to uh, tell us Red Dead Redemption story too, but go ahead. Oh my God, that is such a funny story. But go ahead, PG. <laughs> All right, well... We got on and basically we it took us like an hour to even get into the same place uh, because you have to go through this online to for the online side of things you have to do this tutorial before you can join anyone else's game. So I was doing that and he had finished his up, so he's waiting, waiting, waiting for me and we're chatting while I'm doing the stuff uh, and then um, doing voice chat and then finally get to the point where we can join on the same server and then. Once you get on a server, you're you're even fractured because if you do anything like a, a death match or a mission or something else, you sort of get pulled away to a different location even. So we we finally got to the point where we, we coordinated enough to get into the same place. And as it does this, um, the first thing that happens is we, we lose our voice chat. I don't know if it's because it was the type of thing we were doing. They don't want people talking to each other or what have you or some sort of setting. And then it was uh, this team deathmatch, and we were on opposite sides, and we wanted to be on the same team. So I like tried to get on his side, and whoever was hosting it didn't like the fact that I was trying to switch teams, so he kicked me out, so we couldn't play. But anyway, we finally get together, and our chat still isn't working, and we're sort of like trying to figure out, you know, sort of trying to get to each other that you know maybe we can do a mission together or whatever. And finally, he just like pulls his gun and shoots me in the head. <laughs> After all of this, after an hour and a half, he finally just shoots me, and then, and then he texts me, just goes, hey, "Hey, hey, I had to go to, I had to go to bed." That was, so that was that was our. He deep. dropped the hammer on you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's fun once you got into it, but you, the whole um, if you're playing with friends, and it may have just been getting used to it, but it, it seems like they go, they went out of their way in creating the game to make it a little more difficult than it needs to be well, to be with your friends and do something together. What you're together. supposed to do is to sign up with the the Rockstar Social thing and uh, form a crew is what yeah. you're supposed to do. But that, I agree, it kind of just makes all these extra steps that makes it difficult if you just want to say, hey, you have GTA 5, I have GTA 5, let's try playing together. But no, okay. now there's all these extra steps. But that was fun. Uh, and playing a lot of Rogue Legacy because it's on the on the <laughs> Mac now, and uh, so I went back to that the game we talked about early on. It's still fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, keep preparing for 
tomorrow I've got um, Assassin's Creed 4 and Killzone. Christiana has Killzone and Knack, right? Yeah, and um, Lego Marvel Super Heroes coming on Saturday. I don't know why that didn't ship to come with at the same time as the other stuff, but it didn't, so... Um, but yeah, so Knack, I, I don't know, I had kind of mixed feelings about it to begin with, but I was hoping it would be fun. It looks like it's getting kind of mediocre reviews, though. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, you know, I'll still play it. Um, but uh, Killzone looks awfully pretty, even though usually first-person shooters are not necessarily my thing. Yeah. yeah we're what I'm really psyched about, though, is um, like some of the other games like, uh, like Flower HD and Resogun, and some mm. of those games look super fun. I mean, Flower. I've you know I've played the PS3 version, but it looks even prettier now, and mm. and it'll be free because like it, if like you've bought it on the PS3 already, the PS4 version is free. Wow. And then Resogun is free if you have PlayStation Plus, which I do. So. Nice. Yep. It's going to be yeah, fascinating so like... in months and years to come how much they're embracing the indie scene and all that. And mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. can't imagine that's one of what's the things coming actually, down the pike. Yeah, I'm. That's one of the things that's actually really appealing to me about what you know, kind of the way Sony's going is they're, they're really embracing a lot of those smaller indie games, which I think is, is great. Cause I think there's definitely still a place for the big, huge, you know, 40 hour triple a titles. I definitely don't want them to stop making those, but you know, that's a lot of time investment. You know, sometimes it's nice to just be able to sit down in an evening and then play a story from start to finish. I mean, I like yeah. that sometimes. Yeah. And yeah. certainly, you know, it's first, first time you're having, getting a next gen machine and, you know, getting two games, but then there's like five games that you can get and download immediately. If you got PlayStation plus and, and get them for free and they're full, you know, full experiences. And, and, yeah. You know, so it's, uh, you know, they're talking about the launch, uh, for both platforms, uh, being, you know, not as strong as, as all launches are. The games aren't, you know, as, as, as strong as they are going to be a year from now. Right, but that, but that's the, fact, the fact that you know some of the games have been delayed that that you know they were hoping to have it at launch as well didn't help things. But uh, you know just the stuff, especially with PS4, that they've got the day one that's going to be free is is exciting. Mm-hmm. So. Cool. Uh, did you get a camera? Um, yeah, I, I yeah I ordered it, but it's like it's coming separately because you know it's not part of that same bundle. Um, but yeah, you know I I figured I got it. I'd get it. I'd try it out. See what what it's got to offer. Yeah. As far as it was the streaming, so you can do, you know, picture in picture and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So I haven't, I haven't ordered one, but I'll see how that is. And get, get the impressions from you next week. Maybe if, uh, yeah, well, and it, they, you know, and it has like the playroom that comes with it, which is kind of, you know, uh, motion control stuff and augmented reality stuff, I guess. So we'll see if that's any fun. Cool. But I'm also psyched for Lego Marvel superheroes because I've actually just <laughs> recently went back to play Lego Batman 2, which I didn't play when it was new, but I've been playing it recently. And it's just super fun. And I'm hearing that Lego Marvel superheroes is even even better. So, um, you know, obviously that's not one that necessarily takes the fullest advantage of the next gen <laughs> hardware, but, uh, um, but I'm, I'm, fun... I'm looking forward to playing it, though. Yeah, it's yeah. a fun series. <laughs> yep. At 120 frames per second. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and if um, for those that are watching, I've got 1080p are, and it still looks blocky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, that is, that is, <laughs> if anybody's watching that is interested in the PS4 uh, 
Spike TV after at 11 o'clock East Coast time tonight. They mm-hmm. have a PlayStation is doing a live streaming event uh, called Greatness Awaits, and it's going to mm-hmm. be on Spike TV and also on the PlayStation channel on Ustream. So uh, yeah. lots of uh, promos and trailers and stuff, and supposedly some uh, new announcements, like some new games they haven't announced yeah, the, yet. The, no, no. the rumor being that maybe Uncharted 4 will be announced tonight. Well, so we'll several see. of Sony's biggest studios have not announced whatever they're working on yet. Right. Um, Sony Santa Monica, which does God of War games, hasn't announced anything. Naughty Dog, which does Uncharted and Last of Us, hasn't announced anything. Um, Sony Bend, which has done a couple of their big um, biggest Vita games, hasn't announced anything. Um, but basically all of these studios have confirmed that they're working on stuff. So, right. But we don't know what it is. So there's definitely some potential for some big, big games to be announced. No. Hopefully they won't be too far off because sometimes, you know, we don't hear about it because it turns out the actual game is going to be two and a half years away. Mm. Um, right. So hopefully what what this is is they're trying to they're trying to say here's what's coming in 2014 as opposed to here's what's coming yeah. someday. Maybe they'll have so, a big blockbuster E3, you know, stack E3 with all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and Watch Dogs at least is supposedly coming re- early-ish next year, right? And so that's the one that I was actually looking forward to the most for the launch, but then it got delayed. But then Infamous Second Son, I mean, that's that's my jam. That's, that's yours. <laughs> yeah. oh, I loved Infamous awesome. 1 and 2 so much, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. So we want to be done by 11 so we can jump over and watch that. <laughs> so, um <laughs> Um, was there, there was one other game. Well, thing. we were going to do the spoiler for for Thor. Yeah, and we wanted to talk about uh, some 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 movie some more movie stuff because I had a a Ryan Johnson weekend with uh, watching his three movies that he's written and directed. Um, but before we get to that, I wanted to mention uh, they announced the what's going to be in the Game of Thrones. Uh, DVD package, Blu-ray package for uh, um, for season three. season three. Excuse me. Um, and if you are a fan of the Red Wedding, then get <laughs> ready because you got a lot, lot of Red Weddings. That's for sure. <laughs> um, let's see. They have uh, a some of the some of the features extras, uh, a the politics of marriage. Where the cast and crew talks about marriage on the show. Um, they've got commentaries for all the episodes. They've got a um, on the Blu-ray only a Reigns of Castamere unveiled featurette uh, talking about the making of the Red Wedding, a bunch of histories and lore as, as they have done uh, in the past. Uh, the one thing that people are complaining about is that this season, uh, the costs for both the Blu-ray and DVD is about 40% more than it was for season one and season two. So, hmm. um, you know, the, the Blu-ray was like, you know, 39, you know, on Amazon on sale and like the, uh, the Blu-ray I think is 59 right now from like, brought down from like $75. So it's uh, definitely more the season for some reason than people are complaining. But 
We shall see. We'll all buy it, of course. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just watch yours, PJ. <laughs> I'll watch the special features. Or I'll, yeah, if they have the DVD, or yeah, the DVD version, I'll give you the DVD version. Uh, <laughs> they have the same as they did last time. Um, We've so, got some board game acquisition. Well, card oh, game, I guess. Oh, which game, which game, which game? So we have been longtime enjoyers of Cards, cards. Against Humanity. And we got the bigger, blacker box. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> one box to carry all of the expansions that we have. It holds something like a thousand one. or fifteen hundred cards. And in the darkness, bind them. Yes. Exactly. One, one giant black one. It uh, <laughs> came with, of course, it's an expansion. Though I have to say, this is a really, really weak expansion. Deck. Oh. So all of the cards are box related and it has the, the white answer cards are like a box within a box, a boxing match with a giant box. Yeah. An outbreak of small box. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, yeah. They're really right. weak, but we've already pulled a lot of cards. <laughs> Viv discovered there's an Easter egg <gasps> and inside the top cover, you actually cut a slit and there's was another card hidden oh. inside. Yes. What? In silver, the biggest, blackest dick. <laughs> <laughs> the one card to rule them all. Yes, because um, uh, that's one that's a, an expansion of one of the other cards in the deck. And, and it was actually T. Morris who shared an article about it this morning. And I just was like, ah. <gasps> Because Chooch had it last night, and he was going through, setting it up, putting in the, the styrofoam blocks, and organizing things. And we got a card protector for the special final card, and it's all organized now. And he was just like, he just went through like every goddamn card. I was like, God, he's really into this. And then so when he, I was like, when I saw that blog, I was like, I gotta wait for Chooch. And I was like, Look, rub your hand here. Do you feel something? It was the box, guys. And you could feel the card. No <laughs> you box. could feel the card under the lining, though. But if you did get one, be careful. Make sure you figure out where the ends of the card is. Otherwise, you're going to yeah, cut your cut, biggest, yeah. blackest card, <laughs> card in half. Oh, my God. And a lot and of the silver. A lot of the little touches they do are just great. So, like, the expansion cards comes in this their own little box because everything's box-related. And it has on the back instructions for use. One, do not. <laughs> <laughs> and it has these little... Uh, styrofoam spacers to kind of pad the ends of the boxes and they did one like nutritional information because it's a product you know calorie zero fat zero it's serving size one block serving per container five you can tell they have fun doing this stuff. <laughs> and i heard someone say that there was a uh, holiday expansion again this mm. year oh. and that it was already sold out but i uh, they had one last year that it, I think it cost like 10 or $15. We missed it, but you know, I don't really care about this. Yeah, I thought it was thing. like 20 something dollars and it was only 10 or 12 cards, which was annoying. It could be, it could be, but we found out after it was on sale, but it has not, it's been on eBay since last Christmas for a hundred bucks for the booster pack. And I just don't need it. <laughs> yeah. And, and I saw the cards. People have put pictures of the cards up. They're not even really, they're definitely not worth a hundred bucks and we can make the cards ourselves if we want to, but for people who want to buy the bigger black box, it was only 15 bucks on their site. And then 
I think five bucks for shipping. So I think yeah. it's well worth it. It is because we've been carrying around four boxes every time we take that to somebody's house with the base game and then the three expansions. And now we've just got the one big one. <laughs> and then we also played a blast from my past as a child. Mm. Mattel's electronic Dungeons and Dragons game. Ooh. Yeah, I saw you uh, post on Google Plus the picture of that. Mm. It was fun. I'd never played it before. We had fun while he was remembering the game and yeah. relearning the different sounds. And it's like, well, what does that sound mean? He's like, I think it means this. Because there was one that was kind of questionable. Because it has the same kind of beeps and alerts as like the, you know, like what, that game's from what, 1980? Yeah, yeah, it was made in 1980. <laughs> I just remember all those CNCs where it's like you pull the little thing and it goes, that kind of says, exactly. <laughs> Or like the head-to-head football game and the um, – and not Simon. What was the other one? Marlin and stuff like mm-hmm. that. The ones that we had when yeah. – well, that I had when I was little, you know, back in the day. Uh, that just, just reminds me – I miss I, head-to-head my, football, though. My brief um, board game anecdote from this week was um, a, a co-worker is uh, from India and preparing to to go back for a month trip there. And so she's, she's stocking up presents for family Aww. and she was going to get board games for some of her her um younger cousins and uh and so she was trying to decide what board game to get and no oh, i was thinking monopoly and i just had to have this like <laughs> don't get the monopoly <laughs> you know it's like that's like monopoly is the board game that people who never play board games think of yeah but it's yeah. just kind of like well, okay, yeah. If you always have six hours to play, and you know, want to screw your yeah. friends when they land on Park Place, yeah, because <laughs> otherwise it's just it's kind of like it's the game that always ends with people getting bored enough to let someone else win or just stop. <laughs> yeah. Although, well, uh, have you seen the the Walking Dead Monopoly? Well, that's the, one of the, the quirks pieces. of Monopoly is it's public domain, so anyone can make their own version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like the pieces <laughs> are like the cowboy hat and uh, the bat with the spikes on it and things like <laughs> nice. that. So it should be a crossbow if there's not. Yeah. You want to set them down so there is a whole new world out there. Um, there's actually – there's a uh, a podcast or video cast mm-hmm. or a YouTube channel, we'll say. So wow. um, part of the Penny Arcade Network. And it's called Shut Up and Sit Down. So on YouTube, if you mm, search for Shut Up and Sit show. Down. And they have an episode dedicated to if you have friends who think board games are Monopoly and Connect 4 and Battleship, mm-hmm. let them watch this one episode. And it's maybe 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and it just shows the whole range of Euro games and, and what I told them they should get Settlers of Catan. Yeah. But I don't I don't I think she's not I think she's gonna get Monopoly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, dude, if you have, if you don't even know what the whole world of Euro games and stuff is, or if you just have friends mm-hmm. that don't quite get it, have them watch this 10 minute episode of Shut Up and Sit Down. And they, they brilliantly go through why it's such a great world and, and what wonderful things are out there. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite of the gaming shows mm-hmm. that you that I watch when you're in the room playing them. <laughs> that one, that, that, have you guys, Christiana, PG, have you ever seen those? No, I have I, not. 
You should really check them out. Tabletop, but not that one. So each, each episode, yeah, okay. they review a game, or sometimes they'll review three or four games. And mm-hmm. they're they're from the UK, and just their style of writing, their style of banter is just it's really great. really funny. And they give just really balanced reviews of I agree of why games are great or crap, and mm-hmm. they're just they're so funny. I mean, mm-hmm. some of the you know, it's two guys in an apartment and they're doing goofy costumes and stuff. And some of that goes a little long and gets a little old, but the majority of it is, is pretty concise and funny. And it makes it fun for them. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell they're having fun with it. They Absolutely. put a lot of thought and effort into it. And it's just, um, it's, it, I think it's a lot that I, I, it's one of those things that I can't believe that they're doing, you know, such extensive time setups for, what, you know, a small you know, contingency of people might catch. So mm-hmm. shut up and sit down, check it out. It's a fantastic game review show. Sit down and what is it called, baby? I think I said it wrong. You got it right. Shut up and sit down. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Chooch, you can add a couple of those to our playlist if you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll add that. Uh, that particular episode, the introduction to yeah. to games. Um, let's see, Paulette's. Uh, she was referring to uh, the Game of Thrones, and she said it's HBO crack. The third one always gets you. <laughs> uh, uh, Paulette also says, back in my day, the only electronic game was Operation. Yeah. Yeah, when I was a Water kid, on I, the knee. I had a, yeah, I had a pail and a stick. That was my boy. <laughs> if, if, and we they're, they're all new now, actually. If you, if you buy Operation, it. it's totally different. Like, none of those, like, right. tennis elbow and water on the knee. Like, because those are not sayings anyone knows anymore. So they yeah. actually have completely different ones now. Yep. And then, yeah, Mousetrap is completely different. Back in the day, you, you couldn't get it to work one out of a hundred times. Now it's yeah. like all, all, you know. Mm-hmm. Damn laser precision. Fancy, yeah. Hey, Chooch. <laughs> yeah. I interrupted you when you started talking about the D&D game. Was there anything else that you wanted to say about it? No, just show it off. It's show awesome. it off, baby. Make, make some noises, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. And for people who, who remember that or remember the Dark Tower, because we actually bought this on eBay, eBay a few years ago. It was like 15 bucks. The Dark Tower, on the other hand, is like $400. but um and oh T Morris has one we got to talk to him about it when he's on. But uh there are actually online versions of both. You can play them in a web browser and they sampled the original sounds and they've got the graphics on the screen and it's fun to play. Very cool. So jumping over to our last little bit of discussion before our spoiler we had uh or this last weekend I was saying that I watched all three of Ryan Johnson's uh movies that he's done so far. The first one being Brick uh, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Love that movie. We did a Hey, Wanna Watch movie of that. Oh, man. And uh, I'd seen it once before, maybe five years ago or something. It's from 2005, I think. And uh, this time I smartly watched it with the closed captions on uh, Mm -hmm. because, you know, it has a very... Um, you know, it's sort of like... Stylized. Yeah, very stylized dialogue. It's basically like a Dashwell Hammett novel but set in a high school uh where you've got you know the the femme fatale and you've got this mystery about this you know a missing block of heroin you find out um but it's uh the titular brick 
I don't yes. think I've seen that one yet. Have you seen oh, that one? I have not uh, seen it. I actually oh my just God. you oh, guys should great. definitely check it out. So just, it's it's basically like a it's like a like a thirties film noir set in a uh maybe nineties high school. Mm. But it really works and yeah. like it's cool. It's ostensibly a high school. I mean, they don't really do a whole lot in the high school, but it's well, it's, yeah. Like instead yeah, of getting called in by that, the police, age, he gets he called know. into the vice principal, and yeah. Well, no, it's a high school. I mean, it's stylized, but it's yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's not like you have a lot of scenes in classrooms. That's oh well, no. I mean, I mean, it's it's your you're sort of outside the school. It's one of the things about the movie is like. These kids are always cutting class and never actually at the school doing anything. Uh, but uh, that's like I you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it reminds me a lot. And, and I, I was, I was always, I was wondering when I was watching it, cause there's a scene that's really beat for beat something from uh, Miller's crossing, which is my favorite Coen brothers movie. And then I, I saw him looking up some stuff for tonight that, uh, that he mentioned Miller's crossing. Uh, it was sort of, his gateway to Dashiell Hammett mm-hmm. novels. Um, and, uh, but it's an excellent movie and yeah, you guys haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. do. And the thing about these three movies that they're so different, uh, mm-hmm. cause the second movie that he did, it was, uh, brothers bloom, which is one of his favorite movies. Oh my God. Well, and uh, I actually, I haven't seen that one. Oh, oh honey, bunny. Oh, <laughs> that is like it, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Well, it's we'll a, trade. You guys watch Brick, yeah. and I'll watch Deal. Brick. I added Deal. Brick to Netflix a couple weeks ago. I oh, happened okay. to notice it and grabbed it. But yeah, Brothers Bloom. I mean, I well, PG and I have in common. We both love heist movies. We love con movies, con men. Yeah, me and too. This I like is, I like con movies. Brothers Bloom is an amazing con movie. It is. It's oh. an amazing human story. The con story True. is. Fantastic. The ensemble cast. I, I call it an ensemble cast because I cannot imagine that movie without Adrian Brody and Mark Ruffalo. And I'm not going to pronounce her real name, but the actress that plays Bang Bang, who I have such a crush on. Oh, my God. She's like Rachel my role Weiss. model for life. No, <laughs> no this Rinko. Rachel Weiss is also in it. But Bang Bang is I, can't, let me, I wrote her name down. Uh, Rinko, Rinko Kikuchi. Who was, was in Pacific Rim. Rim. Yes. Well, hmm. Yeah, and she was also in Babel. She was actually mm-hmm. nominated for an Oscar in Babel. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She's one of my favorite things about um, the movie, and I'm really trying hard not to spoil one of the things that I love so much about her for it for you. Yeah, and the other thing about that I think you'll like, Christiana, is that it's a it's a it's a heist movie, but more importantly, it's it's about storytelling and about you know. And this isn't spoiling anything. The one brother has always done these cons where he's writing this story that his younger brother plays the character that he has written for him. Which is the always idea. the anti-hero. And so always, you know, the sort of the same thing where at the end he you know, the younger brother who's had to play these characters, you know, either, you know, has fallen in love with the girl or he's had to steal money from these people and you know, he's mm-hmm. he's always you know, he wants out of this life and his brother's always written these stories and it's, it's all, it's all about storytelling. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a great movie. Uh, and then I saw Looper for the first time, uh, which, uh, was great. Uh, again, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and, uh, Bruce Willis and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, several characters, smaller characters that, uh, were in brick, um, uh, mm-hmm. and a little bit had cameos and, uh, 
and uh, Brothers Bloom. Um, but as again, great movie, great time travel movie. You know, had elements of Twelve Monkeys and uh, you know different things, and just and this just the whole uh, probably one of the great thirty seconds to two minutes in a movie, a time travel movie, where you get the idea of. Uh, what happens to your future self when something happens to your younger oh, self? Oh yeah, I know, I know exactly. Uh, what you're I don't have to spoil that, but it's just, uh, just great, great stuff. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, so it was a great weekend as far as watching those three movies. Um, Very cool. You know. Yep. Um, so, did anybody have anything well, else they wanted to? I mean, I could go on for two hours about Brothers Bloom because I love it that much. <laughs> but I thought you guys might enjoy knowing that the three main characters are based on characters from James Joyce's Ulysses, which is in turn based on Homer's Odyssey. Uh-huh. And well, I was I was just looking up. It's not on Netflix streaming, but it is available to rent on my Comcast Infinity On Demand. They've been showing it a lot. On They're showing it on sorry. HBO or one of the one of the cable channels has been showing it a lot this month. Okay. So it's probably video on demand for free for a lot of people. Yeah, and I have wa- I watch every time it's on. When when PG said he wanted to talk about it, I was like, okay, DVR set. I started watching it again today. I watch it every time it's on, and I always find something more that I love about it. It's a fantastic <laughs> film. And nice. once you watch Brick, um, if you watch Brothers Bloom, Brothers Bloom again, there's a scene in uh, the hotel bar in one of the places they're at where like four of the characters from Brick, mm-hmm. including Joseph Gordon-Levitt, have make a very very brief appearance. I uh, remember, yeah, yeah. Lucas Haas and uh, a couple of the people. So uh, I remembered seeing um, uh, George, Joseph Gordon Levitt today, and I just forgot to go to IMDb and make sure that that was him. I was like, <laughs> is that? But he, it's just yeah, like that. It's really sneaky. And uh, just a quick quick recommendation: if you do see these movies, or if you haven't seen them and you decide to watch them after this, or you have seen them and didn't put together, you know, same same director, right, or what have you. Uh, there's a really good interview uh, with Ryan Johnson and Kevin Smith on uh, Kevin. He has he was sort of across two of his podcasts. One's uh, Smoothie Makers, uh, and then on uh, Smodcast. Uh, so if you look up Ryan Johnson, Kevin Smith, uh, do a Google search on that, and they'll. They'll probably pop up. There's two part things, about three hours of interview there where they're just they're just talking about him, uh, Ryan Johnson making these three movies, uh, and it's a really good interview. So. Well, I'm we'll watch Brick, and I'm gonna even rewatch Looper because I don't feel like I gave it a fair chance because I was so distracted by the fact that they kept making Joseph look exactly like Bruce Willis would have that it I, I was like god damn it let him do something other than look like Bruce Willis I just feel like they <laughs> kept him in a box but now I'm gonna have to go back and see it knowing that it's the same director as as Brothers Bloom I had a little bit of trivia on that that I thought was really cute though because one of uh Rachel White's and Brothers Bloom plays a really quirky character and it's better to let the story unfold on its own but I will tell you that for this role she learned how to play piano violin accordion, breakdance, juggle, karate, play ping pong, play banjo, ride a unicycle, and even a skateboard in preparing for her role as Penelope. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That's one of the reasons I love I, Actually, that was the movie that made me go, 
Rachel Weiss, is, she's not so bad. It was just this role I felt. Her character. I've liked her ever since The Mummy, the yeah. first Mummy movie. Yeah, I mean, I liked her in The Mummy, but when her role in Penelope here, I guess maybe I, uh, because she has a health issue background, and I was starting down my health issues when it came out, so I was kind of like, ooh, I really like the way she feels about that, and I really like the way she feels about that. There's this really fantastic scene where um, Bloom, played by Adrian, Adrian Brody, is getting to know Penelope, Rachel Weisz, and she's just doing one of her hobbies, and so she's playing cards, and she's doing this really intricate card game, like a uncover the aces or something like that. Card but trick. She's, yeah. Huh? Card trick. Card trick. And um, so she's going through it, and she's explaining, you know, how she had this past, and it really sucked, but she's decided she's not going to be a victim. She's going to be her own storyteller and decide, you know, that it's not about a sad girl with a bad problem you know with whatever and so it was one of the things that i heard at the exact right time to hear it to kind of set my tone for my health stuff so right. that scene always kind of like pulls me up cold but even without that scene i mean the smugglers gang i mean the flat i mean it's just there's so many fucking adorable things about her in this movie <laughs> i just really think i hope you like it we'll talk yeah, about it after you I, see I bet it. i will Yes, watch that. Awesome. We can talk again next week. So we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna jump to the end here and uh, say goodbye to everybody that doesn't want to stick around for a uh, Thor two or Thor Dark World uh, spoiler chat. We got ten minutes left before we <laughs> need to head off to PS4 land. And, are you seriously uh, not going to see this in the theaters? Or if you are going to see it, then I suggest we wait. I I propose that we wait to talk spoilers until PG's seen it. <laughs> Unless it's, you're, it's unless up you to you guys. I don't care. I, it's not going to spoil. I, I spoil myself on movies anyway before I go see them a lot of the time. So, you know, like by reading in the book or something. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, no, you guys uh, go ahead. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on Viv's side with this. I think you should go see it. And, okay. okay. Uh, Either that or, yeah, I mean, it's like if it was one thing if you were going to drop off and then we would talk spoilers. But if you're going to stay on. Yeah, well, I didn't know if I could drop off and you guys could keep talking. Well, you're probably you right, but at the same time. Yeah, okay, you have to, have you to, have like, to take your headphones off. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the yeah. thing. Okay, so okay. Chooch and I have Brick as assignment. Christiana has Brothers Bloom as assignment, and PG mm. has Thor 2 as assignment. There you go. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, and we'll, we'll come. That's homework, oh, so we'll come back. Homework, yay. And I'm going to watch well, Looper. In that case. Well, uh, I had a, uh, actually, I forgot oh, earlier. Okay. Um, I had a kind of a brief Ender's Game follow up. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. We talked a little bit when we talked about Ender's Game about possible sequels. And Lionsgate does have plans for an Ender's Game sequel, but they're waiting another couple of weeks to see if the money comes through. Um, you know, like what the returns are. And the, the first week it did take the top spot with 27 million, but the current total is only 46.9 million in the U S 56 million foreign, mm -hmm. including foreign. Uh, their budget was over a hundred million. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't expect a sequel myself. I'm fine. Yeah. 110 well, million. Like, budget. What, what sequel would they make? Would they yeah, make speaker of the dead or would they I do like under shadow or something like that? I didn't like see that? any specifics, just that they were planning on trying to turn it into a franchise. Because speaker of the dead, speaker for the dead is not a bad book, but it's just so different. It's yeah, really yeah, not going to work as a sequel to this movie. Absolutely. It's, yeah. It's more of a, 
soap opera type. I mean, not soap opera, but, you know, it's very dramatic, you know. Yeah, it's like stories. a big, long episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, don't, I agree. I, I mean, they can make a lot of changes and make it more filmic in some way, but uh, I don't see Yeah. So the, the facts but, that, that kind of crush my soul hmm. for comparison, okay, they made $27 million first weekend. You know, worldwide, they made $56 million. Jackass's bad grandpa has brought in 82 million in the US, 104 million with foreign. So they've almost made Ender's Game's budget. Bad Grandpa's budget was only 15 million. Um, You got a a kid dancing on a stripper pole. You can't beat that. (laughs) But then the American people have spoken. Humanity comes back a little bit. Look at gravity. Gravin, gravity has taken in four hundred and seventy-seven million. Gee, yeah, that's kind of an incredible success. I mean, like I'm, I'm very happy for it, yeah. but I'm, I'm astounded mm-hmm. that it's done that well. I mean, yeah. I loved it, but I'm, I'm used to movies that I love not doing very well. So, yeah. ditto. Right. Their budget was a hundred million compared to Ender's Game's hundred and ten. I'm guessing Gravity most of it went to the stars, and Ender's Game most of it went to special effects. But I mean, not that Gravity didn't have a lot of special effects, but yeah, there's but a lot of yeah, special effects. In guess a lot more of it Hubble. was payroll. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what you think, Clooney and Sandra Bullock make more than Asa Butterfield? Yeah, <laughs> for scale, I right? Oh bit. my god! That shoot, what was the movie? They had that... more. They had more cast in in Ender's Game. Yeah, that's true. Like a zillion that's times. We have two. We have two people and a voice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the other the voice was Ed Harris, though. Oh yeah, they had to pay him a little bit, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, all right, well, everybody, uh, we're not doing a. Sp- a spoiler chat for <laughs> two, which is fine to be we continued. Will do that. Yes. We will come back to that next week. Um, yeah. And also next week we will be talking about, I'm sure the PS4, uh, but thanks for hanging out with us this evening and we will see you next time on specficmedia.com presents consumption. Bye everybody. Bye. And check Bye. out PG's other podcast or vidcast Tintin. Yeah, episode one should be released uh, by the end of this week. We've got a few things left, so and recording Yay. recording episode two to on Tuesday. So. Right on. Awesome. Thanks, and see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to specficmedia.com presents Consumption. If you'd like to send feedback, questions, comments, suggestions, complaints, you can email us at consumption at specficmedia.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 704-981-1SFM. That's 704-981-1736. If you'd rather leave comments on our website, you can find posts for each show at specficmedia.com. This podcast is released under Creative Commons Attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, 3.0, unported license. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. 